Welcome to Squared Circle Rewind, episode 17, where we will be reviewing WWF Survivor Series 1988. And this Survivor Series is coming at you from the original Survivor Series location in Richfield, Ohio, in the Richfield Coliseum. And Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura are on commentary, and Jesse Ventura still hates Cleveland. Yeah, there is no love lost between Jesse Ventura and Cleveland, still. He, he mentioned it like three times in his opening monologue. <laughs> so there, there you have it. I love Ventura. He's amazing. Well, I love Monsoon and Ventura. Yeah. I think um, he's probably one of like, the best heel commentators ever. You know, I like these he's two. Consistent. But but just by a smidge, I like Monsoon and Heenan just, just a smidge more. Just because Heenan is hilarious. Can you imagine Heenan and Ventura? It wouldn't work. It would. No. Two heels. They, they, they would have made it work. Oh, okay. Let's go to the first match. <laughs> right, the first match is um, captained by the Ultimate Warrior, who is now the Intercontinental Champion after defeating the Hockey Talk Man at uh, SummerSlam 1988. In record and time. He, in record time. And his team is consisted of Jumping Jim Brunzel, the Blue Blazer, uh, Sam Houston, and Brutus Beefcake. And they are up against the Honky Tonk Man, looking to get some retribution on the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, he is captaining a team followed by Danny Davis. Da sorry, Dangerous Danny Davis. Greg the Hammer Valentine, Outlaw Ron Bass, and Bad News Brown. I gotta say, that is probably the fastest sleeper to ever work in history in that match. <laughs> uh, Not very believable. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, that was done, like, within, what, a minute and a half? <laughs> Brutus Beefcake, uh, Not even. Was it not even a minute and a half? I don't think it was a minute and a half. I think it was, so, like, 40 seconds. Brutus Beefcake, the first elimination, Brutus Beefcake, uh, eliminates Danny Davis with the sleeper. Can you imagine, okay, if they actually sold that sleeper to work that effectively in every one of Beefcake's matches, his streak would have been longer than Goldberg's. That is true. That is true. I was actually impressed with Brutus's match. He's getting better. You can yeah. tell he's getting better. You could tell, too, uh, compared to the first Survivor Series, um, <clears throat> there wasn't a lot of new guys in this. Like the, A lot of the guys were worked the last Survivor Series. So the tagging and, and, and even the psychology within the match was a lot better. Well, these guys have, do, are doing a lot of house shows at this time, too. Yeah. I mean, they, they're with each other. Like This is when they were traveling on the road like 300 days a year. So, I mean... All these guys were, you know, virtually married to each other. Yeah, but they way. weren't doing Survivor Series matches. No, the but side, they were so. around each other. They did work with each other yeah. quite a bit at this point. So, I mean, the chemistry's there. Yeah. I thought this was a very good match to open up. Well, not a very good match. I'm sorry. A good match. Just a good match to open up the show. It was a decent Warrior, opener. Yeah. Warrior was crazy. But. I, whenever that music hits, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. If you, it doesn't matter. You get hyped. Yeah. Oh, the most entertaining part, well, besides the Warriors' entrance and everything, uh, I thought Bad News is actually the most entertaining part of the match. He accidentally gets hit by his own team, and he just looks at him and goes, I'm out. So, so the first, <laughs> so first one was Beefcake eliminated Davis. Yes. Then Bad News Brown eliminates Jim Brunzel with the Ghetto Blaster. The yes. Irish whips him into the, the turnbuckle. He pops out bang. Yep. And this Ghetto Blaster looked a lot better than this one he did in SummerSlam. And then Bad News... <laughs> Is holding, um, uh, who the heck was he holding? He was holding Sam Houston, so Valentine came in. This was Sam Houston's WF debut, wasn't it? No, he's been in. No, he was in the, uh. Um, he was in the Rumble. He was in okay, the Rumble. the Rumble, that's why yeah, I forgot yeah. about him. Got so, it. uh, Bad News was holding Sam Houston, and Valentine went to, 
to knock Houston, and Houston moved, and Valentine hit bad news, and he just lost it and walked out of the ring on his team. So he got counted out. Yep. (laughs) So that was an interesting elimination. And then, uh, you know... Sam gets eliminated by Ron Bass. Yeah, Ron Bass eliminates Houston after a power slam out of the corner. That actually looked pretty good. It did. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's easy to look good because Sam Houston, like, looked like he was maybe 160 pounds. He's like a taller version of Spike Dudley. Yeah, Yeah, and and it didn't take much for Ron Bass to pick him up and just... That's why I I was actually surprised he was able to break free of Bad News' grip. With how small he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Blue Bays, Blue Blazer gets in there and he starts doing his thing. Oh. Uh, they botch a leapfrog. Yep. Yeah. The second leapfrog. The yes. second leapfrog. Uh, uh, Blue Blazer tries to hop over Valentine and Valentine almost puts his head right into his crotch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and then Blue Blazer goes up on the top rope. Hockey pushes him over. Or punches him and pushes him over, and then Valentine puts him in the figure four. Yeah, I was actually confused with how Blazer bumped that at first. Yeah. It was then weird. it made sense. Yeah. Because he went right to the reverse figure four. I call it the reverse figure four because that's exactly what it is. I'm sorry. It's reverse Gorilla figure said it was a figure four, so it's a figure four. How about that? Dude, by the figure four. How about that? <laughs> it's okay. And then, uh, you know, match continues. Beefcake and Honky Tonk Man brawl outside. They both get counted out. Mm-hmm. Um, you think that they would have done that spot between Beefcake and Bass, considering they went in with the rivalry at that time, weren't they? The ones the yeah, but you got to realize <laughs> WWF didn't do a really good job of telling us what happened in the story since then, because no. I was like, it's been like three August, September, October, three, so four, three, four months since SummerSlam, since the Spur incident that yes. we were. That we're not allowed to see. Enlightened too before now, the IC title match. I don't know why Warrior didn't use this as a finisher all the time. Warrior eliminates uh, Rod Bass with a double axe handle. He just ran up to him and hit him. <laughs> not, excuse me, not off a top rope, yeah. nothing. Just ran up to him, bang, one, two, three. And then he turns around and does the same thing to Valentine. Yep. One, two, three. It's consistent. Warrior Keep is it. the only survivor. <laughs> so you get to hear his music. Warrior. He's ultimate survivor. Yes, I thought it was a good opening match. Uh, wasn't the best thing, you know, but it was good. Decent opener, but overall, uh, I don't know, I found the match actually kind of sloppy. Yeah? Yeah, so I gave it a 1 out of 2.5 on that there one. Go. There you go. Uh, then we go to the next match. What would you say? I you gave it 1 out of yeah, 2.5 as well. We're moving on. Even next though match. the Warriors, you're a guy. You still yep. gave it 1. Wow, not being biased. I like nope. it. Be, you're being true. All right. True. Second match is, uh, oh, my God. Okay, I need about 20 <laughs> minutes to introduce all the tag teams, everybody. Just so uh, bear with me here. So it's Demolition, the Conquistadors, the Brainbusters, the Bolsheviks, and the Fabulous Rougeau Brothers. And they're squaring off against the Young Stallions, the Powers of Pain, the British Bulldogs, the Heart Foundation, and the Rockers. And the first thing I noticed... The Rockers, the Hart Foundation, the Bulldogs are all on the same team. I couldn't get past that for about five minutes. I'm like, wow. Yeah, how young that, Michael's look. There was a there was a lot and there was a lot of talent in this ring. Oh yes. You know, you had those three teams, you had the Brainbusters, but the, the Rougeos are amongst good. all that talent, you had the infamous spinning roundhouse kick. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Considering <laughs> how good this match was, I let it go. Every match we've kick. seen him start in, he does he does Nikolai that Nikolai Volkov has, it, has to do that roundhouse kick. That's his thing. 
That's his thing. Um, I let it go in this match. It was. So I'm just good. saying, it's so funny how it. consistent he is with it. With it I wish, I wish WWF or WWE would go back to this. Like, I think, I think it was phenomenal seeing uh, ten guys on each side, and they couldn't even run the ropes properly. I thought it was great. Now we do have to discuss in the United. The last podcast, you made fun of me for not being able to pronounce Ramon's name, and Monsoon calls him Ramon. Ramon. Does he? Yes. Yeah. Oh. So I have to go. say something in well, to that. Well, Ventura calls him Raymond, so... <laughs> you know, Ramon. I'm, I'm going to stick Jesse to Jesse. We're going to stick oh, together. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Now you're yeah. being biased. Uh, first thing that I noticed in this, uh, I love Tully Blanchard. His yeah. selling is hilarious. Yeah. He, the way he struts around the ring and he kind of he almost prances, I just love it. And then Arn's the one that has like the best facial expressions. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, and when I say that, I mean like his timing of the facial expression. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um... I absolutely loved this match. It was fast. Yep. It was a long match, but it was lots fa- of stuff was happening. It was fast paced, and every because because there were so many guys. Every time a guy got tagged in, he was fresh. Didn't matter that he'd been in the ring five minutes earlier. He was fresh, and they came out and they were beating the crap out of each other. And I loved it. The I timing on the match. spots was like pretty so much, good. I gave it like ninety percent impeccable. There are a little, a couple of spots. Yeah, I mean, like nothing major. No, I I gave this full marks. Yeah. I gave this full marks. Now I, I love this. You I and I did this. discuss that on my end on the network. I had issues with skipping. Yeah, I don't know there why was that some was happening. Of the match I lost. So I don't. I you saw, watched it on the network, and there was no issues for you. There was nothing. My so, Wi-Fi or something. Maybe. There. Because like there was one part like what I said where Michaels was was actually going on the offense and then it just skipped and Janae was in the ring. I think this <laughs> is the Rockers' first um, pay per view with the it is. WWE. They, yes. Hey, they made a great impression. It was yes. also Mr. Perfect. Um, yes, and the Blue Blazers actually. And Blue Blazers, lots of debuts. Uh, yeah, so, the Rockers. Uh, one thing I noticed: the Rockers took amazing bumps. Obviously, oh, they're trying obviously. to build stock. Obviously. And I don't know if you guys did this or not, but I rewinded it two more times just to watch it. Arn Anderson's Spinebuster. Oh. Yeah, that was a thing of beauty. A thing of absolute beauty. Um, Bulldog looked bigger than I've ever seen him. Mm-hmm. Like, he looked big. Wow. Yep. Wow. Uh, Dynamite. Uh, Fast. That, his it's snap just... suplex is a yep. thing of beauty. And, like, with Dynamite, it doesn't matter who he's doing it to. No. Yeah, you do it's it to the anybody. same consistency. He, he did it to the what, the other Russian. The, yep. the Zukov. Yeah. He's Zorloff. Uh, is Zorloff or Zukov? <laughs> Boris Zukov. Boris Zukov. Yeah, and he snapped him, and I'm like, yeah. how did he snap him out of that size? That was impressive. Okay, so uh, are we ready to get to some eliminations? And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. So Bret Hart eliminates Ramon. Ramon. With the small package, so the Rougeos are out. That's right, whenever a participant yes, from a team whenever, is eliminated, whenever the whole one team is, is out, out. The team's gone. The team's gone. And then uh, things go on. Paul Roma jumps from a standing position. That was nice. And jumps up onto the... And catapults off the turnbuckle into a crossbody. Well done. That was impressive. Well done. If people want a visual, Shelton Benjamin did this all the time. Yes. Where he just yeah. brings up but Matt Shel- Morgan. Did, Shelton or, uh, would go all the way to the top. Like, yep, Roma yep. only went to, to like the second, but that was still impressive. And the way yep. the way he just catapulted, that was awesome. Well, I thought eyes. Jim Powers and Paul Roma actually were good. They showed um, they were a good show in this. Yes. Uh, again, we're going back to the Arn Arn Anderson spinebuster on Shawn Michaels is what, and I quote, is what dreams are made of. This thing was the prettiest thing I've ever seen. Shawn sold it beautifully. You can tell he's going to be the man in about ten years. And I mean, Bruce Pritchard always uh, said. 
you know, this ain't ballet. Oh, oh you watch it, it almost is. Um, to an extent. There were so many times in this match that I was sitting back and I was enjoying it greatly and going like, whoa, whoa, that was awesome. Janetti yeah. spins out of a hip toss. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Smash tries to hip yeah. toss him and he does like this weird corkscrew spin and, and lands on his feet and then he hip toss and then he arm drags him. And I was just like, what did I just watch? Like, that was amazing. I... I was speechless for a little bit. Um, so Powers hits a uh, crossbody onto Zukov, but uh, Zukov lets Powers' momentum take him over, and uh, Zukov grabs the tights. One, two, three. The Young Stallions are out. Um, <laughs> then Tully gets tagged in at one point, and the Barbarian's in the ring. And <laughs> and Tully comes in, and he's just scared, and instead, and instead of, like... Technically, the rules of a tag match. You can't tag out without touching. You have to make contact. You have to make contact with the opponent. Instead, Tully just goes over and tags one of the demolition guys. Awesome. <laughs> Phenomenal. I loved it. Um, Janetti pinned Zukov with a sunset flip. Mm -hmm. So the Bolsheviks are out. Brett hits Blanchard with a German suplex. Uh, but Blanchard lifts his shoulder at the last minute. So Brett eliminates himself. Yep. But it was yeah, well I, thought, I thought it was a good spot. It's a, a very really good, good spot. spot. Um, the Rockers and Brainbusters start brawling in the ring. Ref loses control, so he, that's a smart spot too. I thought. Yeah, he eliminates both teams. Uh, Get them off and running on a program. Yeah, there. exactly. And that's the beauty of what they did in this match is that everything had a storyline yep. purpose to shoot off into. Or there was a story chapter yep. that ended. Yes. Or, you know, and it was really well done. The main yeah. event actually does that really well yeah. too. Oh, that's too. Dynamite then misses a headbutt, and then he gets up and smashes clotheslines on one, two, three. Dynamite's out. Yeah, yeah. You know, the 80s when a clothesline could finish <laughs> a guy. Now, did you notice that every single clothesline that people hit looks vicious? Yeah. That's because I think like, a lot of them... Very, were, very vicious. A lot of them, they're almost missing. Uh, yeah. There's a later match, Hercules almost looks like he's trying to take off a guy's head. Oh, scary stuff. Every time there's someone through a clothesline, just the bump that never looked good. No. Well, it's like, wow, he actually just clocked them. Now, this is where it gets confusing, people. It gets a little fuzzy here. It gets a little fuzzy here. Okay. So, Demolition's in the ring, and Fuji keeps on getting up and motioning with his cane to, you know, get their attention. Fuji has to hit somebody with his cane. I guess he just, he decides it's time to hit somebody with his cane. Demolition ignores him. So, Fuji gets up again on the apron. Demolition ignores him again. So... When Smash goes to hit the ropes, Fuji pulls down the ropes and, and Smash goes tumbling to the floor. Smash gets counted out because he's out on the floor for the 10 count. So Demolition's out. And then Fuji, you can hear him yelling at them saying, I'm the boss, you listen to me. Hits Axe with the cane. Mm -hmm. uh, then Axe no-sells it because obviously it's just Master Fuji. And then throws him into Smash and Smash... With the weakest push I think I've ever seen well, in my old entire man. life, and, and then, they body slam just, and then and then <laughs> and then and then and then smash body sla uh, body slams them. So they take off the crowd. That's a huge pop, by yes, the way. Yes, the crowd's happy because demolition has turned face. Now, the powers of pain just stop what they're doing. The conquistadors actually go after them, and the powers of pain are like, no, no, that's cool. We'll get outside the ring, and then they help Master Fuji up, and they bring him to their corner, which I don't. Uh, which is, 
So they, the Powers of Pain got a really good pop at the beginning of the match, too. So Yeah, so I don't know why, but they, they've, they've managed to do a double turn now. Now, the Powers of Pain are heel. Demolition is face. Which, is, which I, I'm starting to come around with the Powers of Pain being faces. Yeah, but now they're heel, yeah. so put that feeling away. Yeah. Uh, Fuji trips one of the Conquistadors. Barbarian hits the headbutt. Powers uh, one, two, three. Powers of Pain are the sole survivors. Uh, I thought this was great. I know you guys oh, were a little hold bit on, shady. Then Demolition came back out. That's right. Demolition does. And here's an interesting thing. I mean, they got a pop when they turned on Fuji. But then when they came back out after the Powers of Pain won, that, like the Powers of Pain actually got a pop when they won the match, too. Yeah. But yeah. then there was no reaction from the crowd, really, when Demolition came back out. Yeah, I the thought that was really... The crowd was confused. I liked it because <laughs> like they were... I was just as confused as them, don't worry. Yeah. So <laughs> I was just as confused. I understood I understood what they were trying to do, it's just the execution was uh could have been a little less confusing maybe. Uh, but I, I mean how else do you really do it? That well maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm I'm willing to look past the, yeah. the confusion because I don't know how you do a double yeah. turn like that. But I liked it. Yep. Um, I gave it full marks. I give it full marks. I love this match. Would you gave it? I gave it a one point five. I'm sorry, you, a one out of two. Yeah, because you you hate everybody. Well, yeah. when it's an eight on eight, I was it's a just huge cluster. You know what? I didn't understand why the Fuji wouldn't get on the apron. Period. When his team's winning, yeah, it just it made it no was two sense teams to, to one because he's the boss. And you he's do a stupid boss. boss. He is and a pretty stupid. If boss I was in this one. if I was demolition, I would have ignored him too. Well, then like, you, you would have said him like you would have got hit with the cane. And like even when when Fuji got on the apron, demolition were on the offense. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's like, why are you distracting your team while yeah. they're in the offense? It just it made no sense. Yeah. And then the end of the match happened. I'm like, okay. You know, when you guys put it that way, you, you're right. Like, maybe they could have done it where just, where like, demolition or take what? it down to the powers of pain and demolition, like one team do another, and then and maybe have, have just turn. Yeah, have a turn or like just the, the whack pow- axe or something. The powers of pain have whack demolition. Oh, whack axe. No. Uh, so have whack demolition axe. in trouble. And then Fuji gets up to distract, and then, you know, gets down and then tries to pull down the rope on a power of pain, but it gets reversed, Smash goes yeah. through instead. Because they I... get mad, they turn on Fuji, and then they get counted out, but then the powers of pain lift up Fuji and take him to the back. Or, you have the powers of pain against Demolition as the last team survivors, yeah. have Demolition go out and start attacking Fuji, and then have power of pains go out, and it's just double count out. Yeah, yeah. And then you have a blow-off chapter where Fuji comes out with Powers of Pain going after Demolition for the titles. Power of Pain's win the title. Which you will see okay. down the road. There were so many different ways they could have done and that's that, why I lost points with me. That, that's fair. I still get a 2.5 out of <laughs> I don't get a full marks too in spite of it. I'm not saying you, you gotta take your points away. I'm just saying this is why I gave my points. So then we go to what was the worst match on oh the card. Oh my god. god. And uh, bear with me here. Uh, the first team is Jake the Snake Roberts. Alongside is Tito Santana, Ken Patera, uh, Hall of Famer Scott Casey. No, I'm kidding about the Hall of Famer part. It's pretty <laughs> much the only match we've ever seen him in. And Jake Roberts looks absolutely just miserable going to the ring. Not because he has to fight, you know, Kurt Henning, Rick Rude, Andre the Giant, and so forth, but because the last member of his team. Jim Duggan is coming out. And I'd be like, yeah, I would have the same look on my face too. And they are going up against um, Dino Bravo, Harley Race, Kurt Henning, 
um, Rick Rude and um, Andre the Giant. My first note from this match is Jim Duggan and Ken Patera. I do not like their styles at all. I think they suck. Yeah, they suck. I'm. <laughs> they're just you know. I, you know I've actually... Duggan. Duggan. It's all about the uh, the cheap American pop. That's mm-hmm. that's what it is. You well, know, isn't Hogan the, doing that? It's the and that's what I was thinking. Like you have your your your. Uh, the song's called "I Am a Real American." I think we got the American. Yeah, and he he there, was right? the guy that he could be like. This is the patriot. Yeah, but we got Duggan, and it's just oh my lord, he just he is not good. There's at one point where he runs up to hit um, Dino Bravo after getting tagged, and he goes off the ropes and does this hot double axe handle that looked just awful. Just Pretty much awful. anything he did when he stood on his own team's apron, he looked awful. His punches are garbage. Yeah, they are. The the really wide. Like, Hercules throws a wide punch, but it looks good. Yeah. Like, it's a snap. Yeah. It, it's like a, it snaps. It snaps, and he's got the stop. When Duggan throws it, it looks like like it looks like an ape doing it. <laughs> you know? It's like, what are you doing? Like, And, and that's that really bothered me throughout this match because it kept on taking me out of the match. Like, were you supposed I, to be bringing me in to suspend my disbelief? No. I'm getting, it's getting broken because Duggan's doing so much bad stuff. And same with Ken Patera. Ken Patera's... I'm going to defend Ken Patera a little oh. bit here. I've seen some of his NWA work that he used to do when he's a little younger. Wasn't wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't horrible. I don't think they used Patera properly in the WWF. I think Maybe. that's why... Maybe, but he was he junk. He just got such a bad rap. Cause he was junk. He, he's, not, he's not as bad as Duggan, I can tell you that. Like yeah. I've seen a lot of Ken Patera's work. It's... Decent, like a lot of his promos, like he used to do with Tony Atlas back in the NWA. They just didn't use him properly in WWF, I don't think. There you go. What do you, What did you think about this match? I thought it was junk. Yeah. Yes, I uh, I didn't appreciate how Duggan no sold everything. Yeah, yeah. Like there oh was a God. part where Rick Rude get an eye rake, and <laughs> Duggan just walked away. It's nothing. And I was like, you just got eye rake, dude. He got poked <laughs> in the eye. The only thing he did was walk away. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> I'm just like, holy cow, this, this and okay. Dino Bravo, like... Dino Bravo's Dino Bravo. The only thing that they're missing this match to make it even worse was the Rock Don Morocco. That's all they're missing. Maybe it was that's hurt. All, that, that's, it it could have been a travesty then. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna run down the uh, eliminations here, just because I don't want to spend too much time on such a bad match. Um, Rick Rude hit the Rude Awakening on Patera, so Patera's out. Uh, Bravo hits the side suplex on Scott Casey. Casey's gone. Uh, Tito eliminates Harley Race with the flying forearm. Very pretty. Harley Race looked very sloppy. I said this. I said this in the Rumble. Uh, Harley Race is showing his age. No, he's done at this point. He, he's done at this point. He's showing his age big time. He throws a clothesline onto Scott Casey and he cuffs him in the side of the head. Yep. <laughs> it was like, oh my god! Don't forget the botched elbow drop on the ground. Yes. Where Casey, I guess Casey set up like sat up too fast. And then Harley saw it and it still dropped. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and who, is, who is Scott Casey? Uh, wait, I don't think we've seen him. Like, um, the Hall of Famer, dude. So now, <laughs> now, Tito Santana. Why are you trying to sunset Andre the Giant? Sunset flip Andre the Giant. <laughs> um, and you get teabagged <laughs> for your troubles. Uh, then Andre just sits on him. There's elimination number four. I was like, what? You're not going to kick out of that? Yeah. Like, why would you even attempt that move? That made no sense at all. Um, and then, okay. 
Jim Duggan. <laughs> None of the things they book for this guy make sense. It's going to get to the point where when people hear about Duggan on the card, they're like, oh god, this, this grocery doesn't give this guy a bad match. Because <laughs> it's just... He gets mad at the ref for not seeing Frenchie Martin pull out his leg. So he goes outside the ring and chases Frenchie, Frenchie Martin With away. With this 2 by 4 No, no, just, just him. And oh. then he grabs the 2 by 4 and walks in and wallops Bravo. Right? So Why? You're mad that you didn't call a DQ on the interference from Frenchie Martin. So, so what do you do? So then you, you go in. a hypocrite. We're going to screw Jake <laughs> Roberts and leave him three on one. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then the ref disqualifies him, and then he says "bull crap" yep. very loud, which was "crap" was not the word he used. And I'm just like, "No, no, no that's man. right. Why, why? Why are you mad about this? Yeah, you caused this. Like, who's booking this stuff? Like, is, is it Duggan's decision because he's a tool? Like, what is going on here? Ah, but he was out of the match, so thank God. Um, if I was Jake, if I saw it, I would have just grabbed Doug and just DET'd him. Yeah, there you go. Turn heel on the floor. No, no, the crowd would have cheered. Uh, <laughs> Rude and Roberts uh, go at it for a bit, and Rude's showing off the bunch. And then and Roberts is selling so good. Roberts was selling amazing. Uh, then he, Sorry, Roberts. I so, love how Roberts hits the turnbuckles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, love yeah. He hits yeah. it hard. Oh. Yeah. Carry on. Uh, Roberts <laughs> hits the DET on Rude, eliminates him. And gets that fi- gets that yes, victory the, finally the on the storyline ending. Yes, even though, even though Jesse Ventura talks about his wife Cheryl mm-hmm. ending up with Rick Rude the whole yeah. time, <laughs> she wants to go for a winner. Yeah, uh, and then Andre comes flying into the ring. Like I'm talking like moving for the big guy. This is like early '80s Andre. Moving. I didn't think he was that bad in this match, Andre. I thought he he was barely in it. Yeah, but when he was in it, I thought he was. Isn't actually like oh yeah they, mauling Santana they they oh used God. they used him perfectly so yeah. Andre gets in the ring and just starts ragdolling Roberts throws him into the corner Biting him and starts choking him and uh, I love how Andre would choke one two three four and yeah. then like he he let, let go, go of the choke and then right back to it and like he keep on breaking on four and it was like so well done until he lost his crap and he just held him and he. Bit him, and he choked him some more. I have a different perspective on the counts. What? Why are you restarting the count? It's not like a count out. Like, so you count he one, two, three, hold, four. He broke the hold, though. Yeah, he broke the but hold. But he goes right back to the illegal yeah. hold. Yeah, so you got to restart the count. Why restart it? It's still illegal. But he's got four counts to break it. He's got it. four counts. He's got five counts. Consecutively. He, yeah. He's got four counts to break it. But once he breaks it, So can I cross-check you 16 times in a row? It's, I take a break okay, okay. You can't compare this to a... I'm just saying, so technically he had 12 counts. Technically, yes. Yeah. It's an illegal move. How is he yeah, allowed 12 counts? count to break it. Uh, yeah, I, I would take it as Once. <laughs> you have a four count to break it once. You, you well, can't go right back into the move and have four more counts. What is this? Like, what is this, huh? Is this are rigged? You, are you going <laughs> to tell Hunter <laughs> the Giant not to choke guys? No. Exactly. That's but why. I'm telling you and the listeners that... It's BS that you have four there consecutive four counts. See, Dave can go off on the rules, too. <clears throat> um, uh, so, Andre gets DQ'd, but he's happy because he just ragged out the, the so crap out like, of Roberts. I was Roberts. scared for Roberts. Yeah, and uh, Roberts just lays down, and, and Mr. Perfect just gets in the ring. And covers him. And covers him one, two, three. Perfect in trunks. That's it. Yeah, That's perfect in trunks. And they called him uh, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. Yeah, it was so you know, weird. So, and you, you know they dropped that pretty soon. But yeah, it was weird to see him like that. In the, I like the shirt, In though. the Survivor Series shirt. The him shirt and Harley nice. Race were wearing. 
So Mr. Perfect and Dino Bravo were the survivors. It was an okay match. Um, I gave it like a .5 just because uh, Duggan was junk. He, I had to take two points away just because of Duggan. Okay, well, I got one, got one note here that pretty much sums, almost sums it all up. Sound making decisions, not the theme in this match. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like four consecutive four counts. Stupid. <laughs> it's an illegal hold. That bothers you, you but one, Duggan, you get leave one, your cheek. No, on you make one. a good point. You, you make should a get good point. one four count, and if you do the move again, you're disqualified. Yeah, that's Otherwise, true. why do a count again? Okay, so why didn't the ref just tell him you do that again and you're disqualified? He that's didn't. What, he just let it go. Because it's Andre the Giant. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yes. well, there you go. It's Andre the Giant. He can do it. There was two refs. That's they true. Had Earl Hebner outside. <laughs> yeah, Earl Hebner's not scared of anything. <laughs> he, do you not see two, Earl Hebner throw down Triple H? That's right. Oh, he's a beast. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to go on the main event. <laughs> All right, this the, main event. Good. the main event is the first team is captained by the Twin Towers, which is made up of Akeem and the Big Boss Man. They are managed by Slick. We've got the Red Rooster and uh, the King Haku, which are both managed by Bobby the Brain Heenan, and with Ted DiBiase, a million dollar man, with his bodyguard Virgil, and they are up against the Mega Powers, Hulk Hogan or Randy, uh, Macho Randy Man Savage, uh, Coco Beware, Hercules, and Hillbilly Jim. Did you notice, like, I, I wrote down Terry Taylor, not Red Rooster. It was Red Rooster. Red I call Rooster. him Rooster. He was Red Rooster at the so time. Bad. We announced him as Red <laughs> Rooster so bad when he for got him in. At this point. Well, well, in spite of it, you know, it's real irrelevant, Dave. He's called the Red he's Rooster. the Red Rooster <laughs> in us. I'm sorry to say, um, they kept on Monsoon kept on mentioning that that Hillbilly's Jim, Hillbilly Jim's start came because of Hulk Hogan. Yep. And the boots he had were Hogan's Hogan. gift. And I was like, why do we care? Because he's showing a brotherhood, brother, 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 brother. Well, Make sure that the brother isn't all for <laughs> naught. Um, this match, brother. though, did a very good job of once again uh, setting up future storylines mm-hmm. or or ending certain ones. I thought it just told it overall. And even for this match, it told a tremendous story. Tremendous. Uh, the like, first story I liked, or the first like arc, was the elimination on Red Rooster. Yes. So Savage hits the... Uh, Hits uh, Red Rooster with the diving elbow after Hogan body slams. After Hogan body Hogan body slams him. So and Rooster's eliminated within three minutes here. Yep. Like it was quick. His name is Red Rooster. And then Bobby Heaton was so upset and he told him to get lost. <laughs> you weren't ready for this spot. You could hear him say. So it's setting up like a possible program between these two, which is kind of cool. Because uh, in the interview beforehand, Red Rooster said he's not going to let Bobby down. He's ready <laughs> for this. Well, he did. And, to be uh, fair, he got body slammed and elbow dropped by Randy Savage. That's true. Uh, you know, <laughs> this isn't about the match. Uh, this is all story. This match. Why Akeem, Like, why can Akeem be still the one man gang? Why did they have to change him to this? I thought the, that gimmick was so stupid. The African Dream Akeem. It's border, it's stupid. Borderline racist. That was one of the stupidest gimmicks I ever, I've ever seen. Like, it's awful. One man gang was awesome. One man gang was bad. Bad yeah. news. It was awesome. Bad news. Him and Bossman would have been like the One gang man member gang and, boss and the law enforcement guy together. Corruption or yeah. something. Yeah, or something. Or Twin Towers still could have worked. Yeah. But Akeem the African Dream being a white dude? Like, come and on. The, stu- the dancing that the he dancing? was doing? Yeah, awful. Like, was, awful. That spo- was, that a rib- was that a rib on Dusty? I don't know. 
I have no clue. But he gets the next elimination when he uh, hits Hillbilly Jim with the 747 splash, which I think is pretty cool name for a uh, finishing move, which is just a... Well, like, it's a warrior splash. Akeem it's a warrior splash, but it made more impressive yeah, because... Akeem is, looks like a 747. Yeah, one so. man... Or, sorry, Akeem was, uh, uh, was a big boy. Uh, boss Man eliminates Coco Beware with the Boss Man Slam, which is starting to look pretty good Skinny, as a finisher. He's adding more of a twist he's to offered, it. Our, yeah, so that looked good. Uh, Coco's tights were blurred because he yes. has WWF on the back of his tights. I actually which, called him the asked that question. Which, at the time of like when WWE put this into their network or into DVD production, they weren't allowed to use the WWF moniker because of World Wildlife Foundation. So they are now though. Like when you look back at old tapes that they haven't done. Like if it, if the guy says WWF or there's a logo, they're allowed. Mm -hmm. But yeah, at this time, that's why his tights were all blurry. So this that was became the get the FL campaign. That's right. Uh, Hercules throws a great punch. I think I said it earlier. Yeah. Uh, good snap punch. Uh, I liked how. Hogan's fighting DiBiase, and then he hits him with the atomic drop, and DiBiase gets all upset, and he turns around to face Hogan, and then there's Hercules. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, 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 doing the backup thing, and Hercules just comes right after him. I thought um, that was a little great. That was great. That was great. second spot with, uh, with each other there. tag in and tag out meant something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody had a rivalry with something. Like, the way or, that these or, guys... Or something to do with The way it. this match was... Looked among the, the guys was just amazing. I loved the whole match. Yeah. Uh, but then Virgil does distract Hercules, which causes him to be rolled up by DiBiase for the three count. And then not even five seconds later, uh, <laughs> Savage hops into the ring while DiBiase celebrating, rolls him up, one, two, three, DiBiase. That was, uh, that was, that was awesome. And and Ventura kept on saying throughout the thing, why are these guys celebrating? The match isn't over. Yep. You know? Like, I thought that was weird, Well, the too. first elimination for Hogan's side, they like, the all rooster. came in the ring. Yeah, they were, were so proud. Like, you eliminated Red Rooster. It was a big deal. Like, I'm like, you nothing guys... Nothing really to celebrate. Yo, Red, you got rid of the weak link. We're like, they were like, in celebration, like, they were like we did that. We actually did that. We, we actually got the out the Red part. Rooster. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> That was tough, guys. That was tough. Um, do you think, uh, hindsight now, do you think they did that on purpose as a, as a kind of a rip? No, no. Really? I think I think they were told to celebrate everything because it was a. They were trying to make the main event the big thing because then the heels were celebrating after Coco Beware got eliminated. So, they weren't celebrating as much though. Well, heels are cooler. They don't celebrate as much. <laughs> Um, and then this is where it gets kind of crazy. So Slick uh, goes and, and grabs Elizabeth from the corner of Savage. Let's take her out. And starts taking her to the back. And then Hogan comes, like, Savage is in the ring at the time. So Hogan comes flying down, knocks down Slick, in body slams him. Both Twin Towers come out and attack Hogan. And they end up, uh, Bossman takes out his handcuffs and cuffs Hogan to the bottom rope on the outside of the ring. So and and on the opposite side of where Savage is, so he can't tag in, he can't do anything. Yeah, Savage so is basically good spot, good spot, smart. Uh, gets you. him out. Uh, obviously, Big Boss Man, uh, who was in the legal man in the ring, he gets counted out because he's outside. Yeah, you know, you know, you get counted seconds. out, not disqualified for attaching a guy's hand. In Just counted out. He got ring. counted out Just before counted out. he cuffed him. That's right. <sighs> but don't worry, then Akeem gets DQ'd for attacking Savage with Bossman. Which I didn't understand. Why is Akeem getting DQ'd? 
What did he do wrong? He's a legal man. He's not allowed to attack the guy. No. Why? Oh, he, he was using the, the, he he pushed the, the club. He pushed the referee, I think. What did he push the ref? I think he pushed the ref. Oh, okay, because I missed that. I was sitting there because yeah, boss, trying to rep boss man, the team. boss man came back in. Yeah. He was using the club on Savage. Yeah. And then and then Akeem was just kicking him. And they were trying to reprimand him, and then Akeem, I think, just shoved the ref Oh, away. then that would make more sense, because yeah. I didn't see that. And I was like, why are you disqualifying Akeem? He didn't do anything. <laughs> just stood around. So Akeem gets DQ'd for pushing the ref. association. Yeah, there you go. So, the Twin Towers leave finally, but Slick doesn't go with them. Which I was kind of like, why isn't Slick going? And this is why. <laughs> so, Hogan finally... You know, gets out of his groggy fog. He runs and he clotheslines Heenan and Slick at the same freaking time because he's Hulk Hogan, twenty-four inch pythons, twenty-four brother. inch pythons, brother. And um, Elizabeth comes running around. She gets the key out of uh, Slickster's pocket. Or as Jesse Ventura says, uh, he's trying to. She's trying to get his wallet. Yes, Jesse Ventura <laughs> said he was. She was trying to steal his wallet, which is hilarious. Um, then she unlocks uh, Hogan. Then Hogan gets up to the corner. And all this time, Savage, is, Savage and Haku are in the ring. And Savage is selling like his life depends on it. He gets hit. He's crawling to the corner, reaching up. Hogan's not there. He's pleading Hogan, with... where are you, brother? He's pleading to the crowd Make with his eyes. Hours, brother. And then he's... Uh, finally, Hogan gets there. <laughs> Haku hits him with a thrust kick, kicks him right into the corner, which is dumb tag wrestling. Why would you kick him into... You only have four turbos, Jesse. Yeah. He had to choose that one. Yeah, exactly. So Hogan blind tags, gets in. And Haku uh, didn't know he was there when he kicked him, though. He turned around and went, ah, crap. Yeah, Hogan comes in, okay. hits, him, <laughs> hits him with the body slam, leg drop, one, two, three. The sole survivors are Hogan and Savage. Everybody's happy. No. And then there's a Then... But then, this is what I'm getting to. Then. So, at the end, they're all celebrating. Elizabeth's in the ring. Savage is in the ring. They're all happy. Savage is still selling. Hogan hugs Elizabeth and then puts her up on his shoulders. And Savage turns around and shoots him the death stare. And it you can see for the, about a minute. The seeds of jealousy are yes. starting to be planted here. He was even talking. Here. He's like, oh, like he was like. Like saying words. Yes. What are you so, doing? Don't Elizabeth. So it was the seeds are planted for the WrestleMania five main event of Savage Hogan. Can't wait. Uh and masterful storytelling here. This is November. <laughs> they're telling this almost six months out. They're starting to plant the seeds that there could be a rift. You know? Uh those were the good old days when you could plot it that far in advance. Unlike mm-hmm. today where you can only plot it maybe a couple days. And even then you probably have to change six times because <laughs> of all the internet and everything, you know, getting in the way. Uh, this was a very, very good match. I think to so end far the show. it's my favorite main event we've ever watched for storyline. Because there are so many different stories being told at once. There was. There was. I still think Hogan, Andre, uh, one-on-one. Singular. For, for their personal story, yes. This but is the best Survivor Series match we've yes. seen. Absolutely. Uh, everything was going on. They they set up the rivalry between the Mega Powers and the Twin Towers, or continued it, I guess. Um, you got Dibiase, Hercules Dibiase, Hercules. You got Rooster uh, uh, with Heaton. You got Hacksaw on the ref. <laughs> that was a different match. Coco <laughs> Beware and Hillbilly Jim were kind of in there just because, but... Kate. 
When Coco hit that beautiful drop kick, that missile drop kick, they said that he's he the Ghostbuster. Hit. What's the Ghostbuster? I don't know. I the, never. The knew. commentators both said, "Oh, she should have went for the Ghostbuster." I didn't realize Coco ever had a finisher. I thought the missile drop kick was his finisher. Yeah, so did I. But yeah, if you watch it, the commentators yeah. say he should have went for the Ghostbuster. I'm like, why is his finisher called the Ghostbuster? I have no I idea have no what's happening. I have no clue. I've never heard of the Ghostbuster finish, so I'm gonna have to Google that and figure that out. Um. So. But I, all in all, liked the pay-per-view. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Uh, what killed it for me was uh, the Duggan match. That was a pretty brutal match. That lost two points. And then one point was lost on the, the, the opening match for me. So. Cool. I, I, gave it seven, I gave it 7 as well. Uh, first and first in last match um, were the best ones. Or, sorry, the um, first match, opening match wasn't... Was Great, it was sloppy. Um, second match, the, um, the 20 on 20, however many teams were don't, in there. Um, don't hit the ropes because you might knock someone off the Yeah, pretty match. much. I love that <laughs> and, uh, I, I got. I gave that full marks. Uh, the Jake the Snake one. Sorry, Jake. Great worker, but uh, I think your team cost, cost you some points there, so I didn't give full marks on that so one. So not only does he like get hurt in the match and beat down 19 points off of him too, all because of Jim. Well, yeah, wow. because he partners up with Duggan. So yeah. sorry, Jake. I gave it an 8 out of 10. All right. 8 out of 10. I just love the story building. The points that were lost were because of Jim Duggan's match. Now, the reason why I like when we do our scoring system, it shows how wrestling industry is not universal for everybody. Yep. We all have our different likes yep. and dislikes. It's, uh, yeah, it's, majority uh, of mine are better, but beauty, overall we're all Beauty is pretty... in the eye of the beholder. Some people like certain styles of wrestling, other people don't. You know, Some people look... like Mr. Fuji on the apron, some people don't. I love Mr. Fuji on the apron. <laughs> I love it. That <laughs> I has, I'd ignore him too. That has been episode 17. Especially with his broken English. Join us on Friday, September 15th for episode 18 uh, where we we will be reviewing WCW Starcade 1988. Uh, the main event of that one is Flair against Luger, which we've already seen, what? but we get to see it again. Oh, okay, cool. I'm excited about this. Yes, so. Tune in. And uh, here's September to take us out. <laughs>